Jesus takes that which is old, unusable, and turns it into something new. He gives beauty for ashes, and that's what he does with those who follow him. Welcome to LifeWords Day by Day. Remember what John the Apostle wrote in chapter 1. He wrote, We have seen his glory. Glory is of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Remember what Jesus told Nathaniel. You will see greater things than these. And that those greater things would be in relation to the revelation of Jesus being the mediator between God and man. So do you realize and understand that not everyone at this wedding at the beginning of John chapter 2, they didn't know that wine had run out. I imagine that very few even knew there was a crisis at all. Only Mary, the servants, and Jesus' disciples knew about this from what we can tell. And the master of the feast is even going to give credit to the groom for fixing this and not Jesus. So Jesus is manifesting his glory to his disciples, not everyone else. And as we continue to read the story, we discover that this isn't just about fixing the situation. This was about manifesting Jesus' glory to his disciples. Jesus isn't into the pomp and circumstance show. He isn't interested in doing something just for the flash of it. Never. He never shows off just to show off. And remember that the text says that this miracle was a sign. And signs point towards something. Jesus is revealing something about himself. And the question becomes, how is he doing that? In what way is his glory manifested to his disciples? And what exactly is Jesus revealing about himself? Well, Jesus is going to display his glory by replacing the Old Testament law. The text is very specific as to the tactics of Jesus. Six stone water pots that were used for the Jewish rites of purification. What are the Jewish rites of purification? Well, Jews in those days would not only wash their hands and feet as they entered a house to knock off the dirt, but they would also ceremonially clean their hands and the forks and the spoons and the cups. So with a party this large, they needed this much water. But can you imagine how much dirty water was in those pots? And the constant washing, even though prescribed in the Old Testament, it was a visible reminder that the law in no way could bring absolute cleansing or righteousness, no matter how often or how fervently you washed. I wonder what those servants and the disciples must have been thinking when Jesus said to fill up the stone pots and then dip some water out and take it to the master of the feast. The master of the feast would have been the wedding coordinator or the head chef. He was to make sure everything was running smoothly. And here come these servants who think they are about to serve dirty dishwater to this man, simply obeying Mary's wishes. The text doesn't tell us that they knew it had been transformed into wine. In fact, we're not sure when it gets transformed at all. But they bring a cup of this stuff to the master of the feast. He tastes it. And then he calls for the groom. Well, what's he going to say? Is he going to bawl out the groom for trying to serve dirty dishwater? What's going to happen? And then the master of the feast says this, You have saved the good wine for the last. You see, it's not just that Jesus turns water into wine. Jesus turns dirty foot water, used up dishwater, into really good wine. This master of the feast, with his sensitive palate, knows that this wine is even better than what was served at the beginning, which... Everyone at the party thought that was pretty good wine. And it's not just that Jesus turns one cup of dirty foot water into wine, but produces some 600 to 900 gallons of it. 
He is rich in mercy and grace and joy. So Jesus takes that which is old, unusable, and turns it into something new. He gives beauty for ashes, and that's what he does with those who follow him. But there's something even deeper going on here. That dirty water represents the Old Testament law, the purification rites of the Jews. And Jesus says that the time period has been filled, and now I will really bring purification. Well, how does Jesus bring purification? How does Jesus make us new? He brings it by perfectly keeping all of the law of God. And then, since he is the perfect person without blemish, he purifies believers with the shedding of his own blood. Today, please pray for Tracy Miller and his family, our missionaries in Georgia. And also remember the Twee LifeWord broadcast heard in Ghana. Thank you.